0: We believe that everyone has the power to make an
1: impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify
0: our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next Guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Welcome back, friends, to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Dickerson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce you to Julie Holly. Julie, how are you today?
1: I am doing absolutely awesome. Fantastic. And you and I are in brand colors for my brand. So I'm super like, wow. Didn't even plan. that. Yeah. Oh
0: my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Well, Julie, I know you have such an interesting story of how you got into where you are today. So start by sharing with the listeners a little bit about your story and how real estate came to be in your path in the first place.
1: Yeah, you know, I literally was born into real estate, but I was not born into multifamily real estate. And, you know, I could see the power of real estate and investing as I grew up. And, you know, it's like, my husband and I developed this portfolio, very, very small, just thinking, oh, it'll just help us out, you know, when we're of retirement age. And that's how we like set it aside. It'll just be this little retirement, little, you know, passive income coming our way as we mature. And then we had kids. (laughs) And I'm managing. Right. I think we all know. And then I know in your story, and then we had kids. (laughs) It's like, how are we going (laughs) to, how are we going to do this? We live in the Bay Area. next chapter. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so kids are the impetus for so, so much wonderful change in our growth like change Mm -hmm. that elicits powerful growth in our lives. And I realized I don't like managing these assets and it's really uncomfortable. And I'm scared. Like, what if something happens? We have this baby and these other responsibilities and the weight of the world suddenly fell on my shoulders, even though I'd successfully been managing these assets. It's like, It's fine. There are reserves, but I suddenly felt very naked and insecure, and Mm -hmm. we decided to find another investment strategy, which is when I found um, apartment syndication. Through uh, just that's an amazing story in and of itself. But whatever you are searching for in life, you will find it. And so I found the syndication model um, and started learning and diving in. And at that moment, I happened to be an elementary school teacher. Um, so I've always like woven these together. My husband's a residential broker. And, you know, so we have this like mesh of real estate and, and education and mindset, and it collides in a powerful way. I had a robotics team for second and third grade students. And that was when I saw the power of syndication, which is really funny that you can see how syndication works across all parts of our lives. But that gave me the initial confidence to say, Whoa, okay. I already knew we'd already invested passively. I already knew I wanted to go active, but I lacked that confidence that is this something I can really do. And so here, my brand new, you know, first robotics team, it's a junior team was invited to the world championship and show in Houston, Texas.
0: Yeah. Wait, you got to dig into, okay. How did the robotics team tie into syndication? What was the bridge there?
1: Yeah, this, here's the bridge. Here's the bridge. Okay. So we live on the Canadian border, North Idaho, just in Mm -hmm. Canada. That's where we are. Houston, Texas, opposite end of our country. (laughs) Think eight and nine-year-olds, there's no way I'm going to take eight and nine-year-olds on their first flight largely, right? On their own. So you know, you you're thinking, huh, how can, you know, parents afford to take the time off of work? How can the parents afford the trip on top of time off of work and loss of income? And how can I get these kids there? And my um, co-coach and I brainstormed, we rallied the parents, we rallied our community. We were able to, in a sense, syndicate. We fully funded this trip. And that was my first Aha. Into whatever you, if you believe in what you are doing, if you are passionate about it. And for me, that belief comes from knowing that I'm doing something, something of significance that is helping and serving others. It's not personal gain. It's about opening doors for others. You're unstoppable. Or right. I, I'm like, I think you are too. Like, I think anybody is unstoppable when they tap into that. And so that was my big wait a second, if I could in a very short window of time, work with people and rally and bring these funds together to impact these lives and to preserve, you know, the finances of of families where that'd be a huge unexpected impact for a lot lot of people. What else can I, I can, I can totally do this apartment syndication business. (laughs) And I, because I know I will be helping people in every element if they're first time, I know that I can educate them because I love to serve and teach people. So I know I've got that dialed in and I, and so I can help the people just getting in. And then that confidence of, and I also know people that need a strategy for the the wealth they've already built. So I'm ready. And that was really the catalyst for kind of the sequence of events.
0: Oh my gosh. I could not agree more that When you pair that passion with that impact, you become a force and it's, you're absolutely right. You become unstoppable and something shifts in your mindset and those fears sort of, go off to the side, and you see this path to that true impact. And I love that it started with the robotics, almost like this microcosm of what the larger syndication uh, could be. But you you saw this opportunity to rally the parents and really uh, almost test your marketing and your sales um, muscles with getting these, these parents on board for this great opportunity for their kids. Um, and through that, you were. Able Able to see. Wait a second. I could help them have an even greater impact through getting them involved in real estate. So what a fantastic story. That is so cool. So then, once that mi- you had that mindset shift and you were like, oh my gosh, I think I can do this. What did you do next?
1: That's a really great question. I. I educated myself. That was my next step was, okay, that's wonderful, but you're dealing with people's finances. And I always say, my money is my money. I worked for it. I earned it. If I lose my money, like and I did, I lost some money last year on a, on a e-commerce story. Oh, I've been there
0: too. And yep. <laughs> you're just like,
1: but it was my money. And yeah. I learned so many yeah. invaluable lessons, but I'm not willing to jeopardize investor capital right. ever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, it's the most responsible thing for me to um, educate myself, to find experiences in the variety of things that we go through. I've, you know, I needed to roll over some, um, you know, 401k money. Well, then where's the research? How do I go about doing that? Who, who have I spoken with? And so I went down this, this little journey that um, I think, uh, you know, some people go through naturally before they go into it. I went through it very intentionally knowing that I want to support and educate people. And that, and I want to do that in what I believe is for me the most responsible way possible. And so, if I can have these experiences first, then I can empathize, and I want to be able to understand and relate and be a guide and a facilitator, um, you know, for those people in my life. So that was really the path I took, which felt counterintuitive, partly because I saw people enter into the syndication space, you know, at the same time. And we all have that where we're like, oh, we all, we entered in at the same time with these people and these people. Right. I mean, you guys are ahead of me by far, you know, on the entrance, um, you know, timeline, but I felt behind. And so I had to really do a lot of mental digging and sifting and sorting and say, am I really behind? And so that does some soul searching to further refine what is it I really, what am I really after? What do I really believe? Is this about just getting a deal and closing a deal? Mm -hmm. No, Julie, this is about you being confident and you doing things in a, um, I just really want to ensure that how I go about everything I do has that foundation beneath it that, um, my investors can have confidence in. So it was definitely a slower route to, you know, my first deal. And, but as, and that was very challenging, but I'm also very, um, looking back, very happy that I chose to go that route not yeah. monetarily effective for me yes. <laughs> by any means. Come on. That was a little painful, but you know, but I do think that it was invaluable.
0: Yeah. That you, it sounds like you were very intentional about the process. You, I, and I can hear it in the way that you're talking about it. You wouldn't willy nilly just do a deal to do a deal. You're doing it f- because of the impact for the impact for these families that you're helping and really taking that responsibility very seriously as a shepherd and a steward of their hard-earned capital um and that's exactly the type of people the people that we need in the syndication space um and the people who i think that's part of what really separates the people who see success and the people who don't is really that heart for um that contribution and that growth and that value that they're bringing um and so you you yeah go ahead
1: well i was i was going to add i think I don't think, I know for a fact, a lot of that also stems one from just my core values as a, as a person, but also having been raised, even though it was residential real estate, I saw the cycles of real estate. I was very aware, I was reading architectural digest, like in sixth grade, because I thought it was the best magazine (laughs) ever, right? So I was a little bit of a nerd um, in that regard, and I don't regret it at all but i remember the dot com crash i remember silicon valley you know i remember it's you know everything's tied to to one business model you know it's just you know the tech space and just seeing how that affected things and also my husband being in residential real estate that's our bread and butter living through the 08 having so all of those experiences have very much tempered me and given me that confidence to say no, I've said no to a lot of really great opportunities because I, I couldn't see the full alignment and I had those question marks as to, so I could have done things a lot sooner. It wasn't a matter of a lack of opportunity. It was a matter of, does this fall into full alignment with, you know, my convictions on, on the real estate cycle, on the real estate my market, on that specific market. So a lot of elements, um, you know, have definitely informed my journey.
0: Yeah. So now tell us about that first deal. Tell us, you know, how big was it? Where was it? How did you find it? All the, all the details.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, so the first deal was really, really interesting because I came on as a strategic partner. And I say that very specifically because I think that I have a deep belief in integrity and never posturing beyond what you role you played in something. And I say that because I, we can see that it's easy, it's easy to allow those things to, to just fly by to, to speak more. So I had a really fantastic opportunity with a mentor to step into um, a, a deal as a strategic partner. And um, that was 68 units in Atlanta. And it was a, it is a fantastic location and the business plan is performing well. That Opportunity, those opportunities don't always present themselves. But at per, I, sometimes I, I think, was that just because, uh, you know, that perseverance I had and my mentor seeing that I wouldn't back down on my standards? Um, because my mentor is very accomplished. And, to, you know, to, so to be invited on was actually quite, for me, quite a compliment and quite encouraging. It also gave me an opportunity to safely test my capital raising abilities and my partnership mm-hmm. abilities. And oh yeah, I fell flat <laughs> on my oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, and I'm sure that most people are like, well, you know, Julie, she's has this platform. She has all these things. She's out there on social media. And you hear people who have more experience with capital raising saying never bank on anything never bank on your soft commits. You need to be very aware. You need to be in tune with your investors. And so I thought, oh, well, I'll be able to, you know, easily come in with 500 or a million dollars. I mean, I have a, Mm -hmm. I have a strong network.
0: Yep. I've been there too.
1: (laughs) Hardest. And I, and I know I'm in good company when it comes to someone's first raise. I know I'm not alone. I have, and I, and so it gives me a little more confidence, even to say this out loud, because I've had other friends say, "Yeah, my first raise, I raised fifty thousand dollars and just turned it over to the to the general partners mm-hmm. because I didn't come in." And so all that to say, you know, I was able to come in with two fifty, which is half hey, of what great. I had yeah. even right. So it was it was such a jolt that again our desires will be tested, our determinant, like how determined are we? And is that really what you want to do? Julia, is that really the business Mm -hmm. you want? And so that really allowed me to just buckle down and say, how much do I believe in my investors? How much do I believe? I was in my forties when I found out about syndication and it was frustrating having been in real estate to find out that in my forties. Right. So it's like, do you really want to be this ambassador? Do you really want want this because you're going to have to up your game if you want to do that. So so the first deal was absolutely beautiful. That's more on on that side of it versus a business plan side of it. But I think that is a of probably a lot of interest to people to see how that that element works.
0: Yeah. And so yeah, that's such a it's so humbling to hear stories like this, right? And everybody, you know, people don't share stories like this. People only share when they, oh, I, I said I was going to raise this much, and I doubled that amount, right? And you think, like, right. oh my gosh, everybody else is having success except mm-hmm. me, but mm-hmm. I've been right in your shoes. Same thing. First deal that uh, my partner Julie and I did, um, we thought, oh, surely we're coming, we're partnering together. Surely we can raise a million dollars together. Easy. Yeah, come easy come on at the very least and same thing we came in actually we came in at less than half of what we thought we could um and that by far was the hardest raise we've probably ever mm-hmm. done because we didn't have the systems we didn't have the processes mm-hmm. set up we were cold calling people we were sending emails one by one we didn't have a system um and so tell us after you got, went through that first raise and you were tested and your determination was tried, <laughs> right. then what did you do? You dusted yourself off and what did you do next? Or what did you think next?
1: I, I did allow myself a very brief walla moment. And then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on, because you're all only human.
0: To, yeah, <laughs> you, we are
1: all human. And we have to just like, let ourselves just you know, crawl in the corner fetal position and just, you know, I don't know, it wasn't that dramatic, but you know, it definitely tempered me. And so after that, um, saying yes to evaluating other opportunities and speaking with other potential partners, that conversation was very different because I never want to be that person that says I'm an under promise over deliver kind of girl. And so it's like, if I say I'm going to bring this much money. And I think that was part of the, the hard part for my ego was I, I failed. I said, I was going to do something on that first raise and I did not deliver. And that goes on my track record. So in my own mind. Right. So I had to like, just fluff that off. And in future conversations, just being very candid with people. Um, So on my second deal, the race went totally different. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was so much easier. It was smoother. Uh I was very aware, very engaged with, you know, my investor database and knowing what they want and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing those follow-up emails and everything. So it was very assuring to see we can grow just as you know, you and Julie experienced. And some of um, my friends have actually had a wonderful success uh, coming through your program through good eggs. Right. And so it's like, just because you fall flat on the first one doesn't mean it's the end of the story. Actually that informs you as to where your weak points are and where you need to grow. And you can use that information to guide guide yourself along the path in the future. So second deal way, way different, way easier. And that brings a smile to my face and also knowing, Hey, not only am I being, am I successful at, you know, following through with my commitment, but the number one commitment is to the investors that I am bringing into anything. And so Mm -hmm. You know, just being able to say this to me is again, as I always say, it's like Oprah, everybody wins. I'm like, <laughs> great. I did what I delivered on my word
0: and, and
1: could have yep. delivered and I've, I'm delivering to, uh, you know, the people that I am entrusted with. So,
0: Yeah. So I'm curious on that second deal, you mentioned things went smoother, things went easier. Was that because you did things differently? Was that the merits of the deal? Was it because your investors had gotten used to, um, like they had seen one deal already kind of successful and now they're seeing the second one? Tell us a little bit more about why you think that second one was easier
1: belief and confidence belief breeds mm. confidence and people don't want to follow someone that is not confident people have struggle if you are kind of yeah tentative in any way <laughs> then right. it's difficult to to follow so if we're at a restaurant and we sit down and we ask you know our our server oh you know how how's this dish over here how are the meatballs (laughs) and uh, you know i'm gonna hesitate i might have had my heart set on those meatballs until she says like well the that that just that tone everything right and so really learning how to communicate mm-hmm. the confidence comes in the numbers, the confidence comes in knowing who you're partnered with. And when you're confident, not as confident with the first deal, it's just that I wasn't confident in myself. And so it was a matter of okay, you're going to step up and you're going to do this, and it's going to be okay, Julie. And mm-hmm. so I I believe that you know, posturing in that regard and believing because I had something worthwhile to believe in, the meatballs are great. I can believe it. I tried them. Right. <laughs> so if we can take something and we know we have something of substance to believe in, then we can go and be an ambassador effectively.
0: Yes. Oh, so well said. Um, one, another question I wanted to ask you, Julie, your, um, your brand name, three keys, three keys investments. Tell us a little bit about um, how you came up with that name and what that means to you.
1: It's super dear to my heart. So number one, three is my favorite number. It's the Trinity. So for you know, my faith, it's, you know, father, son, Holy ghost. Second, I am third generation in real estate, grandpa, dad. Now my husband and I Um, which is really special, uh, to have that kind of lineage. And honestly, who can't say that you really don't know the truth about something after trying something three times. So I've said for years, just take three bites, first bites, you know, just the sample second bite. You're like, "Mm." you know, third bite you're, you're either sold or you're not. And it's like that with most things in life. If you try something three times, you pretty much know if you're in or out. So, um, as, as I was trying to figure out, you know, what do we, what do you name your company? Just like you guys have to go through, how do we yeah. name our company? You know? Right. Um, and if people are watching or if they go to my website, there's a bird on top of a cage and there's a reason because we can have financial freedom, but we can still be shackled as human beings. And my brand has been built from the foundation on the marriage between financial and personal freedom there is no sense in having a surplus of income and passive income that provides the lifestyle if you yourself cannot have that freedom to enjoy it
0: oh wow yeah i'm i'm so glad i asked i had no idea and that I, There's just so much depth of meaning in both the name itself and the, I guess you call it the, the logo mark or the, the, the bird in the cage. And it's just that is so it hits the nail on the head because it's not just about the finances. And we talk about this all the time about how we don't do this for the real estate. It's not like we love the buildings and the spreadsheets and all that (laughs) stuff. It's like, we love what it can do for us, for our families, for our legacy, for our communities. Um, And I think three keys and the bird on the cage really illustrates that is that here, you know, this legacy that you're building these opportunities or these opportunities that you're giving people can really have that impact and change the entire trajectory of their lives and their kids' lives and future generations. And so Julie, you are doing such phenomenal things. And I know you're so intentional and so careful and so considerate of everything that you're doing. And I know our listeners are going to want to follow up with you and learn more about all that you're doing. And so share with them what's the best place that they can go.
1: I have a special place. When I'm on a podcast, I give everybody a very special place because we've had this experience. And I feel when I listen to podcasts, I feel like I kind of know the person a little, little bit. And if you're listening, you do, you get to hear some personal things about me and you do know me a bit. So I want to invite you to the back door of my website. Just go to Julie Holly, H O L L Y.com. And the only way you can get there is if you actually type it in, you can go to three keys investments, but but come to the back door. That's that's the safe spot in my, in my house. Everybody enters through the back door versus the front door, all of our friends. So I consider if you're listening, you're a friend, come through the back door and you'll see on that website, you can learn about all of our investment opportunities. Um, and we'd love to have you on our investor list. You can also you know check out the podcast that I host. Um, it's nearly three years old, over 200 episodes. And that's the Conscious Investor. And lastly, I know we're only supposed to really give one thing, but I am a person of three. So here's the third thing love it. <laughs> and that is that, um, I host a, a book club and reading and community is absolutely powerful in changing the trajectory of your journey. It doesn't matter if you're active or passive investor, or if you're just listening and you are looking for a way to, you know, level up your thinking or expand your mind that, um, that is just such a powerful way. So you can learn about all of those things over at julieholly.com.
0: Julie Holly of three keys investments. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Julie, and to all of our listeners, you've now got not just one, not two, but three things (laughs) that you can do to follow up with Julie and to connect with her and her community. So definitely, definitely do that. All right, to all of our listeners, thanks so much for listening to another episode and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com
1: and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you.